0: So, okay, you in the bed and shit. That's, I seen all your other interviews, nigga. You was just sitting up, just fresh and shit and all that. You how you kind of got to relax for a while when you're kind of recovering? Yeah,
5: that's how I be when I'm in the bed. You know, when I've been doing the other interviews, they were getting me out of bed and helping me and I was sitting in a wheelchair, quite frankly, or you know, got put in a chair. But, you know, I just at the last minute, you know, said I'll come yeah. on and you know, get some love and
0: yeah, and right, I appreciate right. you, we though, try man. i do it like this. So is it nothing more like core? I
5: ain't ashamed of my situation.
0: Shit, ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Is it? Is it more of a core? Like your core kind of where you're sitting up, it's like a little tougher?
5: It's, you got to start well, doing I'll, sit-ups I'll, and I'll, shit? I'll, my core is strong just for standing. Like, oh, I just okay. can't stand it because my core got weak from laying up, you know, eight, eight or nine months. And so yeah. I'm just getting my core and my stomach and my everything in the middle back strong.
0: That's right. That's right. So no ceilings. Uh yeah. GL, my boy PB back in the spits Knot. P, what's up? Feel me? We in back. here. Uh, I got back. my big brother and manager still. Somebody DM me still, right? And they was asking about the conversation with Scotty Pippen. And they was like, Man, it's still gonna be on there again. I was like, nah, he was like, good. <laughs> he was uh, like, Good. I was like, this is What's funny to me is I think it's because so we did a conversation right about. Selling soul and still sound like the devil, Reg. He was on that motherfucker, sell your soul. Nigga, what you tripping for? Okay, hold up, hold up. And hey, we got a guest in the spot, my OG. You know what I mean? Like, Pops gave, gave me a good look when I was a kid. We never even talked about it. Feel me? So, it's a lot of respect for his name with me. You feel me? And what he was able to do for the record label that pretty much changed the music industry. My boy, Reggie Wright. What's up with it, OG?
5: What up? What up? Glasses alone.
0: Can hey man, Big Norm. How y'all doing today? This motherfucker still, still, he was on you though. He was on still ass. He was like, man, them niggas trying to get you to sell your soul. He didn't even say nothing about Peter. I think it's accepted when white people sell out; they expect yeah, white people to sell soul.
6: <laughs> you know what the thing is, like black than me. You know what the <laughs> thing is with these fans, though, man? And these people listen these podcasts. Yeah. Is they take everything so literally, man? <laughs> Everything with them is literal. Like like they don't know they, they they don't know the art of just a motherfucker being sarcastic, you know what I mean? Just being sarcastic, but I do feel that way? If somebody offering you a bunch of money to um to make a malt liquor, why not take it? They go buy okay. it anyway.
0: Okay, so if somebody somebody wanted me to ask you this, they said, How much money would you want to sell your soul? Well, I wouldn't sell my soul. If if, if it was the such thing, if you could literally make a deal
6: with the devil and sell your soul, I wouldn't do it. It's, it's, I, I can't sell my soul. I, I can't sell my eternity. That would be stupid. Peter.
7: <laughs> you remember back in the day, there was the, there was people who were selling their souls on the Craigslist? I remember. In the miscellaneous sales. Remember that? <laughs> that was a real thing.
0: What would you was, take for your soul, Peter?
7: Some, I don't know. Depends on depends on what I need that day.
0: Oh, See, gee, when you would you,
6: make a deal with, when you make a deal with the devil, bro. It's gonna be some trickery because I'd be the type of motherfucker with my luck. I'll sell my soul and get hit by a car as soon as I walked outside or some shit like that.
0: I'm saying no, but what if I wanted to buy your soul?
6: You couldn't buy my soul, bro. I couldn't you I, ever, I sell my soul. Red no, you would, liquor ain't selling your soul, and you tell that nigga that's in your comments to eat a dick. <laughs> Reg, would you sell your soul? Do you believe in
5: souls, Reg? I worked with i I think like Norman. As soon as I sell my soul or something like that, then <laughs> it seemed like everything bad to start happening.
0: It was a it was an episode of The Simpsons, right? Where Bart, where Millhouse bought Bar Soul. Bart didn't believe in souls, so Millhouse bought Bar Soul for five dollars. And like Bart was having a dream where he died, and him and Millhouse died, and they needed to row themselves across St. Peter's Gate. And it was a two-oar boat, so it's supposed to be you and your soul, right? Rowing you know, over to the, to heaven and Millhouse was sitting in the back of the boat and his Millhouse soul and Barso was both rowing him and Bart was just rowing in a circle. I don't know why I remember that right now, but that shit's funny. you're yeah. thinking
5: about selling your soul?
0: <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. You know what's funny? The well, conversation like, came out, Rich.
5: Would cost for you to, how much would you cost to sell your manhood? Ah, you, you won't sell your manhood for nothing. But you sell your soul.
0: I wouldn't sell my soul or my manhood. My manhood is a uh, pretty priceless. Um, and then that episode of The Simpsons, I needed to roll it just in case God let me in. I needed to roll to heaven, so I can't let that go. I might be stuck in that ocean, that purgatory. Ain't no
5: <laughs> man. You what? You Catholic or something? No. <laughs> Only, Catholic no. Only Catholics. Only Catholics believe in purgatory. Purgatory got did away with, bro. Think so. That's what you got to, if you're a Christian, that would they say only people that believe in purgatory still, to my knowledge, is the Catholics.
0: So you don't think Christian and Catholics sell the same uh share the same religion to a degree? Oh
5: no, mm-hmm. they only believe 144,000 going to heaven. They they believe everybody they don't believe in uh you uh going to purgatory, heaven, or hell.
6: So I think that's showing as to, to believe in 144,000.
7: How many more? How much is it?
6: I think the Jehovah's Witness believed that only 144,000 people going to hell. hell. With the, uh,
7: I was raised Catholic. We did all the catechism, all those classes, and all that church school stuff. I never heard any of that.
0: You never heard a number. Never that, heard might be, that, that might be that. might be heard of witness. it,
7: but it wasn't like something they that was talked about as part of the faith
5: in the Catholic religion.
7: It was never talked I about as part of the, to the faith. I went
5: to High School, and that's all they talked about was purgatory. My, all my right. grandma was so mad, that my parents sent me to Bourbon Day High School.
7: There's there was something that they talked about having to do with like um some sort of timing with like the sacrament of whatever and then like the funeral and the ascension process but there wasn't like a strand there wasn't a whole lot of emphasis being talked about like you can get stuck in purgatory indefinitely or whatever
0: mm. okay I, so I
5: when i heard it was purgatory hell heaven and hell and so many amount will get into heaven but I could be wrong because that's not a religion I study. I just heard it in the tenth grade and cat- catechism or cate you know you know how to Catholic,
0: say it. You know? Catholicism, yeah,
5: yeah,
6: Catholicism. You might you might be right, Reggie. Well, it is, a catechism too, um, because you know Chris went to
0: Bosco, he didn't participate in none of that stuff either. Um, well, you know, Catholicism started. They're the centerpiece of Christianity. Who told you that? I mean, that's if you actually know the history of religion. Like Saint Peter the, was too.
7: the first pope of the Catholic Church. Correct. Huh
0: serious I didn't know that yeah yeah a non-christian actually a non-christian actually created christianity well he didn't he didn't I'll take that back that's a lie. well he he orchestrated the meeting that's how we see the structure of christianity and then when he was about to die like they say he was like 10 minutes before he died he had the priest come in and and make him a christian I was like that is some chicken shit shit to do you about to die like hold on to the come on, God, like, man, God ain't stupid. Probably get your ass at the gate be like, nah, nigga, you ain't That's in how here. it always
7: is. Man. But People always use... say
5: that friends shouldn't talk about is politics and religion.
7: So we better move on before we start <laughs> Yeah, making... shout out to the Catholics, shout <laughs> See, out to the
6: as folks. A... shout out to everybody. Believe what you believe, as long as it make you a good person. Hey, Amen. I went to buy this mattress Stop today.
5: character and heart. Just have a good character and try to have a good heart.
7: For sure.
6: Because believe For me, I've sure. met wicked Christians and, and uh, righteous atheists.
5: Exactly. Yeah, I don't
0: know about that. That's like you sound like Donald Trump. There's good people yeah. on both sides. But look, so Reg, do you believe in that type of thing that people could sell their soul? I believe people have done it and 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 do
5: it, but I don't believe um I don't you know, I don't I don't I don't, I, I wouldn't condone it. I I not do it because still, no, money is not worth it to me. Yeah. You know, I used to tell people all the time when i was a police officer i didn't make as much money as i did when i was running death row and had my security company and all of that but do you know i was a happier person in my opinion i had more stuff in my opinion and, and more and better credit and so my <laughs> point to being is that you learn to adjust to to what you have and when you start getting more like that song was more money more problems
0: yeah he got that one right for motherfuckers show okay Damn. listen so still accuse a record exec out of Compton of selling his soul. Right? Oh, and and,
6: and I, I wouldn't he sold his soul. I said he was a devil worshipper. It's a big difference. That's the same thing. Well,
5: I know it ain't TDE because he loves Top Dog. That's all he ever talked about is Top Dog.
0: And Ty from Watts. And he I was talking about he was talking about easy. Oh. Right, But I don't want to get into that. We're going to hold that for another day. We ain't no easy slander, no content Legend slanders.
6: Well, it wouldn't be so, slander.
0: So what I'm asking right, is, you know, a lot of people told me that coming into the business that should sold to so A lot of people told me that, and I didn't really believe it. I believe anytime a black man is successful, brothers from where we come from, they have to figure out why they're not successful. So on other people, they start putting bullshit beliefs. Do you think at any mean being around Suge, you fuck with him more than everybody, that he was like, he sold his soul or was evil? I believe
5: Suge was the
0: most generous person i ever
5: met in my life. That's my That's opinion.
0: That's unbelievable. But,
5: but when he turned on you, he turned on you. And a lot of these people, if you've watched these recent re- interviews been done, with Joel and all of them.
0: i seen that.
5: Danny Boy and all of them. These are people have never put out an album on death row but they're talking about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars surgeries they're talking about monthlies they're talking about um all this money that was being spent on them and how they were living and, and looking and stuff and never put out an album on death row and all these people want to badmouth him now but he was taking care of, he, of a lot of people people just got mad when he cut you off and where he mm. messed up at and I meant he messed up by not having a royalty department. But in my opinion, and for what I know, and once everybody sit down and do the accounting and stuff, man, you will find out that this man overpaid all of his artists. I believe
0: that. I believe that. Know. I, believe, I really that.
5: believe that. If you just look, you done been in the game, Glasses. Yeah. You know what a, a, an album... People don't tell what an album really generates you. Man. If you're a multi-million dollar artist like Pac and and Snoop were if they were getting a dollar a record back then, a they dollar a record, they
0: wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't recoup.
5: So that's five million, ten million dollars. Yeah. You you done learned on all type of expenses and stuff like that within that period of time that the brothers done got. I mean, Snoop had a four and a half million dollar legal fee and a judgment it's, that was paid out funny before he put an album out on their from.
0: And I'm glad you told me that. I'm glad you said that because when I talked to him. One of the coolest things about Shug, um...
2: You know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower,
1: advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope.
0: When I first met him, how I met him was um, I had met Ron and Don first, right? Ron and Don worked with my engineer, Guido. And um, so they talked to me about him and they always spoke highly like he was a good dude. Um, I had wrote my first single was a song called Certified with Akon. And like, you know, like I was super gutted, like straight gang member wise. I really didn't give a fuck. And I was out there with it. And there was a line in the song where I say, um, I'm laughing at these rap niggas running from Suge." right? So I remember like it was more of me of a stab to niggas that was acting like they were street niggas but it was a nigga that was pumping that much fear in their heart, right? So I just presented myself in a way that like is no nigga gonna pump, no fear the nigga who is the most scariest nigga, that's how I went about rapping you know what I mean? Let niggas know right off the rip so a couple of my homies was like, yeah man sugar heard that line, something so forth so forth, and I'm like, yeah that's cool you know what I mean? Like I ain't tripping like sugar solid, like and at that time, you know, I, I knew so many niggas from the mob. Like I, I used to go over there all the time. Mikey Rue my boy. Zabo rest in peace. Couple niggas is my guy's term, Rob, couple niggas, right? So yeah, I really didn't have no issue. I went to the house of blues and performed it. And um, he was there because he was on the second floor. Feel me, standing up. That's right? the
5: foundation room.
0: Right. So I'm busting the shit. I'm going crazy. Um, I'm with Tip. I'm opening for tip. And uh I'm rapping it and I seen. so you know you know how they make us where we from, Riz. They make us this way, like, oh, let me triple that up. Let me really put it there so niggas know. So I'm laughing at these rap niggas running for sure Suge stood up, put his arms out, and the whole crowd looked back at him, and I'm going, I'm just talking crazy. I'm just rapping my rap. So when I get off the stage, he come to the back. We introduce each other. You know, obviously, Suge, nice. I size him up. I'm like, oh nigga, this I We'll be cold squabble, nigga. This is a fair one, you know. But it wasn't that type of energy. It was like more. I could tell he was proud that like a nigga that he could that he knew was something got close got close enough to get into the business. So now, it was nothing. Was but is like this is in two thousand seven. That's two thousand nah, seven, eight. Okay. Oh, later. It is late. Uh, you
5: got a different Shug. Let me be honest. Two thousand Shug. Two thousand seven Shug was not nineteen ninety five Shug. You
0: yeah, yeah definitely.
5: Two different Shug nights. Yeah. One had money and power. The other one had a little bit of power, no money, but he had different crew running with him. 95, no, I see 90, Yeah, he had the boys. He had niggas that would, 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 yeah, he would, had the would, boys somewhere in the desert,
0: buried you and raped you. Yeah, yeah, he had some boys. He had some boys. In
5: 2007, he was running with Denver Lanes. Not saying that they were any different or anything, but they wasn't as loyal to him. Because they from a different neighborhood.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew the the, the niggas he was running with from Lanes. Them was some of my boys, too. But long story short, it was never like... The line wasn't ever a disrespectful line about shit. Yeah. So, to me, like, when he embraced me, he actually is the first legend from the coast, to me, to truly embrace me. Like, man, you know, like, his energy was like, man, welcome to the business. Don't let these niggas play you, because they're going to try to play you. So... We start building from that point on. You know, we built a great relationship, and one of the things I talked to him about and asked him about was Snoop. I was like, "Man, what's the whole thing with the money?" And he started explaining to me how much he spent in getting him out of prison, and when he explained it to prison, keeping him from
5: going, going, yeah, yeah, from getting. That's what I said. From from
0: from from getting, he'd have been in prison. I mean, it was a simple case, so he'd
5: still be sitting between somebody's legs.
0: Right yeah. Now, so, exactly. So, <laughs> not no <well>, No, nigga. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, hope not. Don't do that. That's not. No, he wouldn't. Long story short, I thought that was ill. He told me the story. You know I was like,
5: know how get their hair braided in prison?"
0: No, no. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to find out. I wouldn't even get my <laughs> hair braided. So, I've been a killer, nigga. Talk about braiding my hair, <laughs> nigga. <you can't laughs> braid my hair, and I'm gonna kill you, but. Anyway, he told me the story, and I knew the number he was talking about is real because I watched certain homies that I knew fight cases. And I'm like, exactly. damn, so it's millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And he told me some crazy shit. Like, I ain't trying to throw shit out there, but, you know, he spent some money. I knew he spent some real money because they had to come to him for it. They knew he had it, so they're going to come to him for it. Do you know the
5: attorneys that he had? He, it was four of, the homies, four of the people that got arrested on Snoop Caves
0: snoop
5: the bodyguard yeah the bodyguard yeah. uh uh the There was uh, one other it was four of them i don't know if it was little c style or it was four of them two of them eventually got their case dismissed my point was these attorneys was david Chesnow. david Chesnow is the guy that's representing the, uh the football player in vegas right now wow he was also the guy that represented uh dirk uh the guy, you know, the, the old man that just got got uh, convicted for uh, molesting, you know, women or kill, no killing his his friend um, about, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to tell you how powerful of attorney. Oh, I know, know you
0: talking about. I know exactly David what you talking about. Yeah.
5: Don Ray, powerful attorney from San Diego area. Johnny Cochran, and David Kennedy. Those were the four attorneys.
0: Jesus Christ!
5: On, on that case,
0: he had an OJ dream team.
5: Exactly. This is who had it, you know, who he had on this case to represent him. And my point to all of that has been this the amount of the amount of money that they put out for attorneys, Warren, the amount of and that's why Snoop don't really complain. Sure, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the yeah. separation agreement that so and people don't like when I use the word so, so I'll say a sign so,
0: as a as an artist. I get it. Sign his rights mm. to um you sold him to the
5: well, actually, it was priority records to be honest. Everybody, oh, yeah, yeah. To be, well, because,
0: because, priorities. because Mac was gonna get him at first. I know Mac, Mac was trying to make money. a move.
5: Mac, it ain't never, we wasn't gonna sell him to Mac. We turned oh. down Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons came up there with more money. Not Russell Simmons, Leor Orr came up there with more money. Rolled up to the prison with me about three or four times to try to get it. He offered eight million dollars because he was in business with Columbia. Should have told him 13 million. But he came back and said, hey, all I can get you is because Columbia don't want to give up that much. It's $8 million. He told him no. He assigned the rights to priority for 7% override and $4.5 million. And gave Snoop, gave Snoop a million dollars to sign the contract to leave death row saying that, that he don't owe anything. It, no, He has no more claims or anything from death row on. Any other money? That was generated from there was done through E One, and E One was supposed to pay me, mm. you know. And I'm talking about that's once we took the catalog from Interscope and took it over to Death Row, I mean, mm. took it over to Interscope. T- yeah, that it yeah. was done. That was T- the T- last E1. deal I did in, in 2001.
0: Yeah.
5: So Snoop is not owed any money by Shug Knight. No,
0: but I don't think Snoop even lies. And well, I don't think he and actually says that. I don't get, get that from him or
5: say anything. Who's here that's going to he does changed change the narrative on everything. I didn't try to expose him on telling the lie of, about, and now I try to help with it, telling um, about the story with Pop. I done, Snoop done told so many different versions on so many different things where I don't know what his agenda is, but he's trying to do a movie, and he want to tell the movie his way.
0: It's supposed yeah. to. You got, you got to tell your own narrative, right? You got to make your own story. You ain't got to lie about it, though. Hell, everybody is going to lie about it. Ain't nobody that's going to tell the truth.
5: Because
0: you got to get enough
5: story. Without lying,
0: no, Lupin, no, no, it wouldn't be. Still it's, one
5: of my favorite artists. He got enough. Sure, kids, he's enough.
0: He's Maybe. the greatest hip hop artist ever, no question. But everybody wants to make their narrative better than it is. Correct. But, but to me,
5: That's true. Like to That's be true. honest, gotta, though, gotta change the narrative.
0: When, you know, when I'm talking, to
5: to like he ain't never seen a check. How how would Mac? How could Mac Ten even think about giving me a a, a a song saying "fuck their fro"? Man, we would have loved for that to happen. We would have pulled that ship off the shelf as soon as it happened, <laughs> because <laughs> number one, we was with Priority still, and number two, how are he gonna do that? We were not gonna sign Snoop Rights to Mac Ten.
0: So what, what made you? So so what made should want to give it to P out of anybody? Then
5: he didn't care. He was wanted to, to give it to Brian at Priority, but Mac-10 can I ask a question? Could he, I think his total deal was only like seven million dollars? And we know he was out there spending all that money on T bars, so you know he didn't have, have the money. <laughs> Hold up, man! My boy
0: ain't spending t-bars. no money on T bars. Don't my boy ain't no doing all that.
5: Y'all know <laughs> Mexican was out there hanging in the land. See, I know the real people. Don't like to hear Reggie because Reggie know about everybody. Babe, you try to like say Reggie right? talk real quick. Ninety four and My wife talk. Kenya. I, I mean, I know everybody's business because I was in this business back then. So they can't. That's why they hate for me to talk. That's why it's easier to call me the police. That's the police. Okay, but the police was running shit. He was around doing stuff back in two from ninety six to two thousand two, two thousand three on the west coast. there wasn't nobody in the know better than me because everybody was coming to death row and I was running. The shit was in jail.
0: Okay, so hold up. Go ahead, Pete. Go ahead, Pete.
5: So this is all I'm just trying to say. So. Everybody was coming to tell stuff. I didn't deal with Eazy-E people with Drake stuff and and, and, and all of them. Y'all look sure. at the outside in the 2000. I didn't had then everybody on on the. You album had the
0: pin. You had you had the pin. You had the pin of all pins at that point. Exactly. The Death Row pin. Go ahead, Pete. Asking.
5: Um, hey, well, you're talking about Wavy managing you back then in 2007. Did you ever Wavy you and Mac?
0: You? Wavy and Mac. Yep.
5: Wavy and Mac. See? Yep. See, I tell you your business.
0: <laughs> Shit, I ain't got no business in two thousand seven.
7: Nah, no, no,
0: smut, no, no, <laughs> you know. Go ahead, go ahead,
7: Pete. Yeah. You're talking about like 94, 95, right?
0: Uh, That's yeah. w- w- with, yeah. with
7: Snoop getting resigned, right? No,
0: no, I'm no, no. Two
7: thousand
5: eight.
0: Snoop went I'm to sorry, Master Nineteen Ninety Eight. B- yeah, Pete went to he went to there ninety eight after Dogfather.
7: Correct. That was like
5: ninety
0: eight. Yeah.
7: Oh okay. I, I thought that the lag to like when he actually signed signed and the album got out. I thought it came out like ninety seven or something like that. So it was like that was Dog Father came out.
5: That's like
0: Dog Father. That. Yeah, that was the album. Pooh I thought did. it came out that late. Yes. Actually came out. It came out oh, like 96.
5: No, it came 95. out in ninety six. In right
7: the ninety six. Yeah, so. it came out around
0: the same time Machiavelli came out. Came okay. Out a week later.
7: Yeah. I thought that they had released that like they
0: and had the rights the to it. Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that which so, is that classic hip hop, yeah, Christmas song, probably the greatest hip hop Christmas song, coming straight hard. to the bump, ghetto.
7: Every Christmas time, I still bump that song. Yeah,
0: you that just still, but that Like
7: whole album. So we're talking ninety seven, ninety
0: eight.
7: Yeah, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. For for us to negotiating this, uh, yeah, the, this the deal, deal got
5: done in like ninety seven, in the ninety seven, ninety eight when he was assigned
7: up to P. Well, <sighs>
5: actually, once again, part priority. Without,
7: I don't want to ask. Oh, the yeah, wrong yeah. kind of question, but like looking at the career arcs of Snoop and Mac, what, what? How's Mac making that kind of a play? Well, he had a deal. He had Brian had yeah, a deal with Priority.
0: Yeah, Brian.
5: Priority gave him a nice deal. I think he got like a seven million dollar album deal. He,
7: he was had, going all was in on Marvin Snoop.
5: Watkins. the dude named Marvin Watkins, was managing Mac. Yeah, and he Marvel's was kind of like hard over A at Priority Records. He yeah. had Brian Turner here. And they got him a deal. That's when he had CJ Mack. He had um, yeah, Comrades. He, he, he came out with all
0: of guys. He had eight for a record, oh, automatic. Did, yeah. okay. Off in yeah, the eye and all those guys. Yeah, he had, he had that move. Had got the yeah.
5: priority, I gave him a deal. Yeah. But,
7: yeah. I, I don't I, know. I, mean, I just, I just I, look I at the two. I'm like, wow.
0: I, yeah, God. Mac, But he got a nice deal. Well, no, because at that time. Huh?
6: See, Mack wasn't broke. No, no, but he but he he had Brian, he had Brian million dollars. He had a bigger bag. Was Snoop broke at that
5: time? My my point, he could have been giving up a million dollars, I can't say. But my point is, if why would he give a million dollars if he couldn't even get get the man signed to him? Yeah,
0: I see what what you're saying.
5: We was not going to authorize the time period that they were talking, we wasn't gonna authorize Mac 10 to get that deal.
0: But what I don't want to do, Reg, I, I don't want to talk about that I version of shit. Like no, 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 not, not Mac. Mac, Mac's my guy. That's not no question. But I want to talk about Shug. Okay. What's the most generous thing you've ever seen him do?
5: Well, look, the, the, the Mother's Day thing. Well, that's very generous. That's when he brought everybody, mama. This was his thinking. He did this for like two or three years in a row where he bought in the Beverly Hills Hotel, um, it was the most expensive one in Beverly Hills at the time. I can't think of the name of it right now, but he, he took everybody and had their mamas brought to the hood from uh, from the neighborhood in limos. And these was mainly, and his whole thinking was, I mean, we're talking about at least 250 mothers sitting at, at tables and getting gifts. We had Charlie Wilson, uh, Escape, Tupac, Hammer, Um You know, he did Charlie Wilson, and no, not Charlie Wilson, the Isley Brothers. Yeah, the Isley Brothers, because you know they love the old women love the most. But his whole thinking was, this is Mother's Day. Most of these mothers don't have anything to do, and they just gonna be sitting at home, mad at the kids because the daddy's not there, or the daddy's in jail, or something like that, or in prison. And he just wanted to show them a good time on Mother's Day. He did that for like two or three years. We always gave everybody give out turkeys and Christmas and toys around christmas time always did that we'll be at the mall and whenever we go to the mall everybody you know hitting up buying the tennis shoes and stuff like that see some little kids walking around help take off their shoes buy them a pair of shoes i've been waiting with people do call like i said if you get to him that was the problem was getting to him but when artists get got to him or whatever they always had a problem or always needed something and i ain't talking about the big name artists because they had their monthly you sure know, New had fifty thousand coming in, and I think Park Deal was well, seventy five thousand dollars monthly. That's what they had, you know, towards the end when everything was rolling good. But even prior to that, you know, when you need money and stuff like that, they always had it. Everybody always had a story, and you got it whenever you got to him and told him your story. It was always I was walking one day with when Dad's when he was in prison, and 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 Dad said, like, "Give me the phone. Let me talk to him." He told me, he said, Shug, I need some money. Shug told me "Cut Jazz a check for $100,000. I mean, we're talking like 99, 2,000 wow. in prison or stuff like that.
1: All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15
4: minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful
2: VC turbo engine. Well, we had time to see all the animals. And outrun a few!
4: Drive the Nissan Rogue.
7: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
3: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
4: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert snagajob.com where america goes to hire
5: whenever an artist asks for something they always get it people always say well well the cars and the houses and this wasn't in their name who owns a penthouse on yeah. back then who owned cars back then? Did you want a goddamn 97 car, 1997 car, you know, in 2001, 2002? Everybody was doing leases. Leases were new then. You would lease a car for three or four years because you wanted a new one. Oh, okay, yeah. You wanted brand new. I mean, to keep what your name was a, a classic or, you know, some motorcycles and stuff like that. So, so he didn't even own none of the cars that he had. He was yeah. leasing cars.
0: Why would you? Well, you know, that was, was the a good text break, right? too, as well.
5: You know, but everybody now said, Well, none of the, we found out, but we
0: can't, but we can't, but we can't get into the conversation where people are trying to make you know well, him look bad, bad because, because it's ridiculous. Be
5: got, yeah. He question. didn't do this, he didn't do that. None of, nothing was in their name, <laughs> you know. wasn't nobody now. Was, was been getting put in park name, uh, the Tuca Lake house that Snoop had was in his name, the house in Claremont or Monrovia, wherever it is, he still got that house. That's in his name. That's That was in his name.
0: You personally, know? every time I talk to Dog, he ain't never had nothing bad to say about shit. And I think those will be the time. So I, I really judge people's conversation and what they say to me personally, okay. because they feel like it's somebody that I know they're going to tell me what they really think. I think everybody outside of me has this public image of what, it's only a couple people I think is is as advertised, where I see him and I feel like too short there's somebody that's on and off camera the same person. You know what I mean? Ice-T, I get the same vibe no matter who I'm in front of. Um, Snoop is one of those people to me, when I talk to him, I get this real honest version of him. And for him not to smut out dog like sugar in front of me, told me everything I needed to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck all of the shit to the fans or, you know, how you marketing yourself. The reality was, he's always been, like, grateful to me. You know what I mean? It's always been like, you know, when you go back to the earliest stories of changing his name, when you go back to the earliest stories of understanding how to dress him, like the thing that make record labels great, and, and this is from just studying and, and, you know, outside looking in, you have somebody that's really great with records and somebody really great with vision. And to me, Shug, Death Row is the greatest hip hop label of all time because they had the greatest, well, they created, they created the greatest renaissance in arts to me. Like when you seen the cultural phenomenon that was Death Row, It was the centerpiece of the most contagious black culture in the history of black culture. Like there's nothing more global than the lifestyle we live in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? No matter where you go, you could talk to the most whitest white person. They going to know about the culture that is Crippin. They ain't going to know everything, but they going to know Crips wear blue and bloods wear red. So for them to be the centerpiece of that renaissance of that much truth, because it's all the truth. They didn't have to put nothing on it. The lifestyle was obvious, so for Suge to understand visually and to have the vision to say, this is what I need to present, right? That was so important. You like you got Dre doing the records, but you have Suge with the vision. Suge knew it's what it needed Martin to be genius. Like. I always tell everybody, a genius. Yeah. Brilliant. Unbelievable.
7: Quick question. I, I think I remember it accurately, but there was, um, there was like, some civil settlement or litigation was uh, between Daz and Shug, and I thought it came out to damages to $25 million to That's Daz. Dad, is that right? PR people. Uh, I, like, I didn't say that. numbers doesn't make sense. What happened there?
5: Yeah, this is what happened. Shug, what happened is, to be honest, I own Daz publishing. I gave Daz $75,000 and bought all of his publishing and everything that was owned to him by death Pro. If you ever look up a company called Simon Says Music Publishing, you'll know that it's a lot of deals. But that's after the fact. That's like in 98, 99, 2000, when I was paying all of the artists and buying them and buying there where they don't get any more money, where they just sold it over and turned it over to me. That's another story. But then there was a separation between Suge and I. Suge, so he didn't know about a lot of the deals that I was doing or had forgot about them. So people started going, suing and putting in claims and all of that. So Daz heard about corrupt getting kicked, getting released from his deal by filing for bankruptcy. So Daz went and tried to, to hire those, those attorneys, some dudes from Philadelphia or something like that, and and try to go the same route. with sure. Suge got the default judgments. He started just not going to court and stopped dealing with stuff.
0: Oh, Shug like what happened? That's out. what happened to Game. That's what happened to Game in his case. Yeah. Well, he didn't go to court on that girl. And that girl won a judgment of like some real millions too. I
5: saw Michael Herio got the judgment for 100, $107 million against Shug. It wasn't that the judge felt he old or, 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 he was right. It was just because they got tired of Shug, not disrespecting the courts. They were telling him, you need to turn over this, turn over that. And he just like said, fuck it. And didn't care. And so jazz got a, 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 a default judgment against Shug. Just like Harry Harry ain't touched a penny off of that. Dad's ain't touched a penny either. But dad has been receiving royalty checks from whatever their estate and everything paid them because I ain't threw that paperwork in their face yet. But as soon as I get back healthy, I, I had been, okay, the reason I haven't did any of the paperwork because number one, it was a big old death row bankruptcy hearing that went down. Guess who was the face of most of the stuff? I had a $2 million house out in uh, in Corona that they were trying to take. And, you know, Harry was trying to say that it was Sug House and all of that, which I had to prove that wasn't Suge House. So I had to go and make a deal with, with the uh, bankruptcy attorneys. I had a building on Wilshire that was in my name, you know, death row officers, that I had paid $3 million. I had paperwork where I, I got Sug, you know, I refinanced it in my name and everything and, was able to give him $3 million. But I didn't want to take that fight on because I knew I didn't do stuff right. Most of the deposits and all of that did come from Defro, row. So sure. I didn't ever uh, make the claims that I should. But now that the bankruptcy is over, I'll be out of trouble in about another six to eight months. You're going to be seeing Reggie Wright going and collecting a lot of money that's been owed to him since about 2004, 2003. Because I still mm. have all the paperwork saying that all these people done did buyouts with me. they Which I think they done forgot about, but they ain't forgot about it.
0: What do you think so is the most under...
5: Stuff like judgments and all of that came out, you know, was able to get, but nobody's got paid anything because of the bankruptcy. Yeah. Nobody.
0: So What's the $25 most...
5: $25 million the dad's talking about is all cap. Yeah, because he went and
7: bought some tiny little farmhouse in Mississippi. I'm like, that must be some oil under there exactly. for 25 million dollars. <laughs> mama house, That's
5: yeah, his mama. He moved out there with his mother. Now he'll tell you he went out there to take care of her and all of that.
6: Okay, Dad.
0: What What's the most misunderstood you know, Dad's, thing about Shad's
6: oh, mom? I just want to say, Dad's mom recently passed away. I believe. So. Oh, rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, yeah, I know he went so out
5: surprised. there to
0: take Dad's care of her.
5: That was his reason. Yeah, well, I'm sorry exactly. to hear that. I don't what's want to hear it? about nobody' mother, loved one dying. I don't want my dads dying, to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, y'all made too much history to even exactly speak that way. Sometimes, um, what what's the most misunderstood thing about Suge? Like you've been fucking with dude since y'all was little kids. So what's the most misunderstood thing oh, about him?
5: That's easy. That he just became a bully once he got older, or or or, or, or sorry, making money. Suge was the same way he was when he was, didn't have no money when he was in high school. Going like that. Always lied about how many girls he had. Now this nigga had. I I was with Shill probably from '95 <laughs> until he went to prison, and then about a year or two after he got out of prison, and I seen that nigga sleep alone one or two times. And I was in Rochester. It wasn't in Rochester. I keep saying Rochester, but we went to visit Casey and JoJo in North Carolina on like a Monday or Tuesday. And if y'all know anything about the the Bible belts ain't shit open on the Monday, or Tuesdays out no. in the Bible Belt area. And um, we was in North Carolina, and we couldn't find no, no females nowhere. They they didn't know where the strip clubs was for Monday, or Tuesday. They're like, hey, nothing <laughs> open out here in the night early nineties in um, North Carolina. Go ahead. I got a
6: question for you, Reg. While you're talking about girls, um, uh, what was going on with Mary J. Blige? She was up there, was Suge managing her at one point. She was managing her. He had this
5: attorney named Paul Marshall, that um, in New York, that he had dealing with a lot of the paperwork. But he had Andre Harrell and um, everybody thinks Puffy, but Puffy was just really an A and R guy, or, or a producer for them. But it was Andre Harrell, which is sure. funny how he started working for Puffy later on in life. Man. But they Andre say the same Harrell people. The they say the same in people.
0: 96. They say be careful with how you deal with the people when you coming up, because they be the same people you see coming down. And that's what happened. So, yeah, for sure. Like, Puff became... Uh, Harrell was dope, too. I mean, Harrell is heavy D. I mean, just studying him, he was a cold person. But then he did end up working for Puff. It's crazy yeah. how these brothers, like, right, whether it's a brother like Suge, whether Puff, Harrell, these brothers come in and make these companies millions, like, creatively, millions of dollars, and then, like, get to a space to where even somebody like Irv Gotti has no value where, like, how how doesn't he have a job, a multi-million dollar job with his brain at a label? How is it somebody like Shug doesn't have a multi-million dollar? Like, they're hiring these motherfuckers who don't know nothing about marketing or records. They just straight bottom line guys. And that's, you know, when you start thinking about racism I always tell still. Yeah. Where,
5: where they mess up at Malone? You remember they started, they were the first three, him, Jay Prince, and and um and her they started talking about that black
0: distribution
5: uh, distribution
0: yeah them niggas got fed cases and immediately got, and labeled snatched immediately all them niggas got fed cases at the same fucking and it's funny because let me let me just share this it was an interview right with a little rap boy from new york um if you're looking for the most epic place on earth let's start at the base of a massive waterfall Snitch Nine, right? Where, uh, where he was, um, he was doing an interview before the Breakfast Club, right? This is before anybody knew about the police, anything. Like nobody supposed to have knew nothing. And he's talking, and they asking him. This nigga had been the most bravado motherfucker in every interview. He gets up there, and he like, "What's your worst fear?" He's like, "Oh man, getting a federal indictment." And Bob's like, he just started talking about it out of nowhere, right? And I'm listening to him. I'm like, yo, something up with this nigga, like. This nigga don't even seem like himself, like right. He careful what he say. I genuinely believe a lot of those high level guys at these labels, like let's say Lucian, son, like Elliot, right? Why would the feds not reach out to these guys? Man, that's so the feds could reach out to these guys and say, "Hey, we we got a case going against these guys. Your artist is in the way, right? This is a valuable artist, or he's a white artist, or whatever, right? Okay, you need to move him out the way." If that call could happen, right, which it had to because he knew what was going on. They reached out to the little white man and they reached out to him. What's so hard to believe that they can't reach back to the feds and create cases? Jay Prince, Suge Knight and Irv Gotti all got a fucking federal case right around the same fucking time. And Suge and Jay Prince, I mean, Irv and Jay Prince beat theirs. Yeah. Who the fuck beats the
5: feds? Suge beat this only thing we got in all the shoes case was a fucking misdemeanor filling
0: the file taxes. Three, So you three and no against the feds? Rez, we don't know niggas three and no against the feds. And we know a group of niggas that went to the feds, and we don't know niggas three and no. So that lets you know that a lot of the energy that was coming their way was made to taint them. And none of them been able to get back in the building after. After that. How how could three of the best urban, you know, marketing minds in hey, hip hop? We saw it happen to Freewell, right? That did happen to Spreewood. Once they,
5: they put their heads against you and blackball you. Sorry, Peter. I'm about to say, it. The white boys is a mother of us. you know, you know. They you they know. were they, they they blackball you
0: they didn't the got on what We Pete. were
5: getting wrote about and, and the stuff that we had learned about, we know was getting paid by Jimmy Ivey to the to the government.
0: That's crazy. Greg
5: Cadings and I. Greg Cadings told me that he was sitting over at Jimmy Iovine's at a fucking Halloween party before we got, before she got popped, or before they started investigating
0: us. At a mm. Halloween
5: party at Jimmy Iovine's house.
0: Mm. It makes that sense, That that they
5: had contacted him. I don't think they even had a relationship prior to that, but they had contacted him,
0: but think about it. If she could have a relationship with you, right, because y'all grew up together somewhere along the lines y'all crossed and at that point you were an authority figure at that time, why would them, why would them white folks not have somebody that's a federal agent that they grew up with somewhere and somehow? It's, it, it makes no sense when you think about all three of them got fed cases and they went 3-0. and o. The feds went o and 3 against them. The feds don't lose cases. Who the fuck? The feds don't fucking lose cases.
5: They didn't have them. They just had to break them down. Exactly. Make them spend that money, tarnish their name, and tarnish other people from dealing with them.
7: Was it all in Southern District in New York, or
5: you were know, they across? The we country? we were in L.A. Ours is L.A. Rich,
6: yeah. I got a question, and I'm sorry y'all, not to cut nobody off, but um, you know, Dr. Dre was a really big central piece to Death Row. He was the production. Yeah. How did Suge let him go? What happened with that? Well,
5: it's called a female. I use another term, but I'm gonna be nice today.
0: But so you really think death row fell apart over a bitch? He said a female. That was
5: the that was the camel that broke the straw back when he found out that his partner was fucking his baby mama. Not saying that he was in love with her or anything, because he wasn't.
6: Sure, sure.
5: But that all the things that it went down, that hurt him to the core. He won't admit it. She don't want to admit it. But I was around. I saw it.
6: You think if she could do stuff different
5: again, he would have left that alone? He didn't want, he didn't want Drake on. Even though he got, I mean, the company probably was only worth dollars $100, 150 million at the time, because Park hadn't blew up like it, like he did yet. But he didn't want Park. I mean, he didn't want Dre gone when Dre left. He wasn't for that. It's just Dre was just like, I gotta go.
6: It's just so too far. feel like Jimmy played on um, both sides of the he, fence. No, Jimmy?
5: Was, no. No. Jimmy just facilitated the deal to keep everybody. He
0: happy. He, ha, he he has to. He has to. He to you can't let you can't let the vision go or the records go. You have to figure out how to make both people happy. Drake 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 flopped.
5: Drake was signing people like King T.
0: He tried um, he tried to go away from gangster rap for a while.
5: Yeah, he was doing he the He Tried to room, go away from gangster rap. Uh, Who's yeah. Been there who done that?
0: Yeah, he, yeah. he tried to like go away year. from gangster rap. Yeah,
5: Dre was twenty one million dollars unrecouped at one time. Had to downsize from his house and move to a little, little spot in Willow Hills. I mean, it was still, a, it was a two million dollars. Sure, house sure, right sure, sure, sure. But he had to move from a $4, He had, he had, a, he had a
0: lot to, he had a lot to figure out, and he had to go back exactly. to the original formula.
5: He had to pull um, had, had expeditions for everybody in the staff. He had to turn all of those in. Dre and him went through stuff. Yeah, guess who came and saved me? Eminem. <laughs> Eminem came and saved him, and sure. that's what I
0: me. Him. I remember that. I remember, and, and Dre told me that before. He told me about Eminem and Jimmy brought him Eminem. He Jimmy, Jimmy his was like Jimmy. Jimmy's sister
5: bought him Eminem. Yeah.
0: Dre told me that Jimmy. Uh, uh, that Dre told name? me Jimmy. Dean. One, Dean. Of the, Y'all look
5: in the one of the one of the. the you I yeah. see that Eminem gave Dean the credit. He's the one that brought and told them about this kid M.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Jimmy is the one who convinced Dre to work on it because I don't think Dre initially wanted to work on it. He and didn't Jimmy want to. Like, but that's what he
5: yeah. told him. I may can get you some money because he was coming for it in advance, you know, to try to get some money. But see what you can do with this artist right here. And he threw the demo to him. Yeah. That's how they did. I think, it's I think, I, um, um, Jimmy Ivey told me this himself up at the
0: prison. What, but I think, but I think every last person knows this story to be true. Like, and I think Dre, so Dre, per, again, the conversations I have with certain legends is honest that I, for some reason they Gray's feel like good. I'll just, yeah, yeah. Gray, oh, Gray man, he,
5: DJ quick are the only two that didn't like that drama.
0: Yeah. 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 Is, um,
5: DJ quick are the two that hated the atmosphere that was around there for
0: but, but you got to But you got to think historically when the vision and the records, you know what I mean? Part is usually the end of a label. Remember when Hitman when the hitman fell out with puff, that was over. Beast by the pound fell out with P it was over actually right. what's funny is being signed to cash money records right when Manny Fresh left it was tough because Bird knew exactly what I needed he Birdman would say damn I need to get you a record I need to get you another record but remember at that one time he didn't have to go find a record just like Shug didn't have to go find a record you know you go turn right to Dre and say hey man what do you got for Pac you, you got something for Pac here's here's Pac's greatest record of all time at some place right here's Snoop's greatest record. Same thing with Master P, right? Where he would go to be, i mean, uh, uh Birdman would go to Manny Fresh. Uh, Fresh, yeah. give me something. So it, when the vision, everybody
5: like Hutch from the Brother of Law, Hutch and um and Dre. I, I mean, Daft, they did all of Dre's groundwork back in the day. Sure, Dre sure. was just a finisher.
0: He was a closer. Yeah, but, but that's but that's the key. That's
5: and, and
0: and 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 it, it, it takes a lot. You know, a lot of people right now. What's wrong with the West Coast music scene is there's no closers. No closer. It's, it's it's niggas that's pitching innings. The only yeah. closer is probably we mustard. call them what
5: we call them beat makers.
0: Yeah, exactly. We don't call that, those producers. I call them programmers. You call them programmers. We call them because now, now they because now they because now they on the computer and they programming ideas. But and I and I was telling somebody this because they was telling me about the whole dash and dash making beats for Dre. And I'm like, look, bro, somebody could put up four walls in a room, right? And they could that's do a true. decent job. Rip these four walls. Dre come in that motherfucker cuz and add crown molding, baseboard, change the face plates, change the outlets, texture the walls. So when you see the room, anybody could buy the room. Now that's no disrespect to nobody else. It's, it's not about that. It's about, this is what makes Dre great. Correct. And he finished. That's one thing I can't think yeah. wrong. He was a finisher. Warren is a great finisher. Battle Cat finished well, but Dre is if, if 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 I knew baseball, I would talk about who the greatest is. It Mario Mariano Rivera, who's the greatest closer of all time. Mm-hmm. That's that's fucking Dr. yeah. Dre. yeah, right. So Drake could finish everything. So, but the point I was saying is, when the vision in the in the records part ways, that's when the true dilemma starts. Correct. You know what I'm saying that's when the dilemma starts. So, um, with Suge. So I saw that so you saying the most misunderstood part was the fact that you felt people didn't think he had hoes.
5: No, well, I'm no, it wasn't just that. I was just saying the type of person he was. They only give him credit for being that type of person when he got money and stuff like that. And all I'm just saying, he had the same attitude and the mindset that I knew. The same sugar when he had money, when he didn't have money was the same sugar, in my opinion.
6: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey Ridge, let me, you know I want to go back to Mary J. Plage. Was her and Suge messing around? No. She was messing with somebody up there though, wasn't she?
5: Well, Danny Boy said that he was messing with her and, um, and um, Tupac. And, and KC. Tupac, okay. She was KC's woman.
0: I'm going to say this and I'm going to feel bad about saying this. Why the fuck did y'all sign Danny Boy? I
5: That was before I got there, but he was a 16-year-old guy that could sing, and they should unfortunately unfortunately going only use him to do remakes that he used to love from ODs and stuff like that. And so that's why he didn't get the chance that he he deserved because we didn't need him because we yeah, had the I, best hooker I, it, meaning Nate, Nate Dog of all times. But yeah, they needed an R and B singer, and he was trying to get an R and B singer. I,
0: but, and I respect that. I think when I looked at Suge, I could tell he he looked at Barry Gordy a lot and I could tell R and B was a big thing for death row at his inception, even before probably death row. He, he still wanted to have a hip hop department in R and B. I could tell how closely he was always fucking with like, who has David Ruffin jr. Somewhere around this motherfucker who got Casey and Jojo who got, you know, he exactly. had all the best R and B singers around. He just never got a chance to launch oh, that he, part he of the to, label.
5: He, he went back and got Christopher will. People don't know that. Uh, dreaming don't
0: don't 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 don't, yeah don't don't wake me i'm dreaming wow
2: you know a spot but not just a spot the spot actually with the 2023 nissan frontier you know a bunch of them but the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place your spot is out there find your frontier in the 2023 nissan frontier with standard 310 horsepower advanced tech and 281 pound-feet of torque
1: If you dare.